generally speaking, who are nowhere near as attentive, that means your copy has to be very simplistically written, fourth, fifth, sixth grade level. Not saying that's where they are intellectually, but that's where we write copy and incredibly persuasive, incredibly, it has to grab attention. So how do you do that? That is what we teach. And that's what you can actually teach chat to do yourself with some mm. clever cut and paste. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is John Benson, the CEO of CopyPro and Benson. Uh, he's been using AI for six years before anybody thought it was going to be a thing, and he's also the new creator of uh, Chat VSL, which we're going to talk about uh, in terms of incorporating copywriting and the concept of copywriting into your video production, which we should all be doing so welcome john hey thanks a lot mark good to see you man all right so uh six years that's a long time you know i've heard one year two years and that's always impressive but six uh tell us just about how you got into ai in the first place yeah so we were doing ai before ai was a thing and, and the whole thing behind copy pro was getting ai ready language so how would ai in the future uh, dissect copy. And so we started you know, six and a half years ago with dissecting emails and that was email copy pro that became sales letters and ads and everything else, even a webinar. And that's copy pro and people for about four of those six years didn't get it. They, they were like, there because there was a lot of manual labor involved. You know, we had to have people fill out their, what we call blueprints manually. And, and they, you know, they still do that. Uh, because it isn't a copyright isn't AI, it's just ready for AI. And this is what we're telling people is like, well, look, when AI gets caught up with what we're doing, this is going to be turned into cut and paste simplicity for these templates. And that's what it's happened. So that's really cool. So, you know, just get, kind of digging into um, how AI would think through the structure of language, which is very difficult. It took us years to figure out like what, because it, it, did, it didn't work with like simple little, like if you you see templates online, right? And fill in the blank, it, it needed specific phrases and terms and things like that. And now it's become kind of ubiquitous, which is kind of cool. It's like, it, it just, people are using our templates all the time. But um, so that's cool. And, and then I got into actual AI when it started becoming a, more of a plausible thing. I mean, it, hmm. it was always theoretical, but when it became more plausible, which is right about the time Jasper came around, and they reached out to me and said, hey, could we put your VSL formula in into Jasper? And this is before chat. And I was like, yeah, sh sure, you can do that. It'll never work. I mean, it just, it's just there's no way, right? And so I, I I knew that there was no way. And But I sent it to them and they were like, yeah, this will, this will never work. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> like, AI at the time was extremely limited. It was like, yeah, it had a four character readback. Um, so they were thinking, well, it would work if we took a year to break all this into these pieces and stuff like that. But um, so they put a 60 second VSL of mine in Jasper uh, last year. And, and so it's cool. It was doing, it's it's pretty good. You know, it's, it's not like the exact most. And then, when GPT-4 came out, that really changed everything. And Chad GPT in general changed everything. But four was the big flip of the switch for us. That was the time where we're going, okay, now it can actually write copy if you feed it the right formulas and pre-prompts and all this stuff called in-context learning and all this stuff. So, so if you feed it the right stuff, it can do it. If on its own, it still sucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people are so impressed by they're they're so impressed by chat because it writes magical things and it's really good at things like if you ask it a question like uh, hey what sh who should I hire for my business or you know what qualifications should I should I ask for or can you write me a poem about whatever that's very impressive I mean it's very impressive but if if you say write me a promotional email for X good luck getting that to convert because it just doesn't understand that yet but it's getting there. And so our training now helps people optimize chat because you can totally optimize it. You can make it do what you want. You just have to give it a little bit more stuff than what the prompts aren't going to get it. Um, and then of course our own AI, which is called Benson, <laughs> BNSN, my, my last name without the vowels, basically we wanted to sound kind of like a robot. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so that's actually geared toward full fledged direct response copywriting. And, and, and that's where you, it's, it's really interesting because Benson's entirely promptless. So that'll be oh, wow. one of the very first promptless AIs out there for mass consumption that uh, will hit the market here in a couple of months. Wow. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a game changer. And, and I love, I love your points about, you know, AI, this, the kind of process that AI went through to become practical and become useful for people. Cause I, I was in the exact same boat, you know, last year when I tried AI, I was like, ah, this is sort of okay. And then I think I started using it in uh, December and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually super helpful. And super valuable. Mm -hmm. Now the, the copywriting side, just for, you know, the average person or even the average marketer, you know, a lot of people think like, Oh, copywriting, that's like what Mad Men did. And that's the extent of its usefulness. <laughs> and they, they don't really understand the uh, kind of complexity that goes into copywriting. So uh, before we kind of get off on our AI tangent, um, have you found a way to explain copywriting to people to, to, show just how valuable and important it is in a, in a short summary? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I can give you a really short summary. Uh, copywriting is words that sell. And if you don't have it, you have nothing that sells. Ooh, I, you you can take a look at any <laughs> offer in the world. I don't care what it is. There are words associated with that offer. If the words are bad, it's not going to sell as well. It's just really that simple. So copywriting is the art and science of words that sell. That's basically how I define it. And <sighs> it is an art and a science at the same time. So it is mostly science mixed with a little bit of art. You know, people try to be Hemingway and, and Dostoevsky when they write copy. It's a big mistake. Uh, but on the other hand, it, if and that's what chat likes to do. It likes to wax philosophic while it's writing copy. This is not a good idea. Uh, but um, the art of persuasion is, is, well, there's numerous books written. There's the book Persuasion, of course, out there that's very, very famous. There's you know, thousands of books on persuasion because persuasion is an art. So how do you do it with words? Because it's one thing to do it in person. It's another thing to do it even on a video. Even on videos, you're speaking words, right? So um, uh, Mad Men is a great show. It's one of my favorite shows. I always make jokes about being the twin brother, John Hamm. So yeah, but it, it, the people get us confused all the time. I mean, seriously, it's like, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the better looking twin brother, but, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, great show, but John Hamm had such an easy job. If copywriting, Ryan would echo this for sure. Uh, dice in case anyone like couldn't complete that sentence. Uh, There's only but, one uh, Ryan. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Ryan. Um, so Ryan, I've been friends for a long time, and it's like, and he has been like on copywriting since day one, and obviously he can do it. Perry was brilliant copywriter, and uh, I, I really enjoyed Perry's stuff and still do. But to be able to put an offer together and make it compelling and make it interesting and still make it persuasive is is the most important skill anyone can have in marketing it's the skill that will never go away 
It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what AI is doing. You have to know. And what we teach people all day long is if you go to chat and you type something in, you type, you, you can use, you can use the prompts, the size of war and peace, and it's still going to have a really hard time with persuasion because persuasion is not entirely logical mm-hmm. and chat GPT and other AI are all narrow AI. So there's not general intelligence yet. So it's inherently logical. That's what it does. It's a predictive engine. It predicts the next few letters. That's it's, what it's doing at warp speed. It's predicting the next few letters just at warp speed. And it's doing it based on reading a lot of the internet. So if you put that, if you think like it's thinking, which is like, okay, based on everything I've read, that this is the logical thing to come next. It's not going to understand a curveball, right? Mm. But we know from writing offers, you throw curveballs and offers all the time. Like you'll say something like, look, I've got a way that can do blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you about it in just a moment. First, well, what did I do there? Very simple NLP technique called opening a loop. That's it. I'll tell you about it in a minute. First, (laughs) I just engage somebody to hang on a little bit longer. And that little trick right there is what AI has a hard time with in context, really hard, unless you know how to get it to do that. Oh, that's, that's, that's a genius explanation because it's, uh, you know, it takes a really complex topic. Like you were talking about the science of copywriting and mm-hmm. it really just condenses it into a single phrase, which is really difficult. And I think it, it's paralleled with people's understanding of marketing too, because if you say like, Hey, how do you market something? It's like, well, you put a billboard up and you talk about how right. awesome your product is. And then people right. buy the product. It's like, no, you're, you don't sell features. You sell mm-hmm. solutions. And, right. and so I think copywriting is, uh, I mean, it's the basis of all marketing, whether people want to write or not, you know, any, any conveying of information, whether it's writing graphics, video, uh, you know, VR, who knows what the heck's going to come next. It's still going to yeah. be based on that persuasive technique that's established in copywriting. So, uh, genius example, probably going to steal it. Interesting. You're welcome to an interesting little side note, if I can, uh, in Mad Men, because uh, I've seen him multiple times, there's a lot of references to Eugene Schwartz because he was mm. very prominent in that day. And the writers of the show knew that. And they were mostly like, did you see Schwartz's ad? It's like a whole, his ad's like a freaking article. They're like making fun of direct response copyright as a little wink and a nod because all Don Draper was doing was like coming up with headlines and basically taglines, uh, concepts, big ideas as we would call them. I mean, don't get me wrong, big ideas. It, there's a huge talent to that, but I would love to sit around in an office, drink all day long, smoke all day long, assuming that wouldn't kill me, which it would, <laughs> and, and sit around and go, okay, well, a uh, big idea for so-and-so. Boom. Okay. I'm going home. I mean, that's easy compared to what we do. We have to write five, six, 6,000 words underneath that to continue that big idea, keep that theme alive and keep an interest alive. And yeah, if you're a copywriter and you're writing emails, for example, you're writing 12,000 words a month and you don't even know it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a much bigger task than most people realize. And unless you do it right, your sales just went, it could go down. That's it's that simple. It's really, it's really the, one of the few uh, metrics that people can look at and say, without, without one exception, if you improve your copy, your sales go up. I mean, it's just like, it's like such the obvious thing to say, right. But people don't understand that. And they're trying to do everything, improve the quality of their video. They're trying to get on different social media channels. They're trying to get a, a maybe a billboard, dude, just improve your copy. I mean, that's the best investment you can make. Hey everyone. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast for a special announcement. If you're listening to this podcast because you want to become a better marketer, then I want to share with you what I believe to be the most comprehensive digital marketing program on the market today. It's called the Digital Marketing Mastery Certification. 
you'll learn to leverage the tools and channels to predictably and profitably drive awareness, leads, sales, and referrals. Everything you need to know to become a true master of digital marketing. We'll take an in-depth look at the core digital marketing competencies, including content, email, social media, community, digital advertising, data and optimization, and more. After earning your digital marketing strategy certificate, you'll have the tools to effectively reach your target audience through a full scope marketing strategy. Get started today at digitalmarketing.com slash strategy cert. Oh, yeah, well, it's so funny because just one word difference sometimes is enough to to change an entire ad. And you're like, oh, that's so yeah. obvious. But it's not easy, you know? And I think- I have the double conversions the... on an ad with one word. So with one word. With Man. One word. Yeah, one word. One word change. And, and so, I mean, not to interrupt you, Mark, but, but a lot of copywriters have stories like that. And, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's famous negative uses of this that I talk about in my training courses. Like um, there was a certain uh, Austrian painter in the 1930s and 40s, whose name I shall not mention because uh, he doesn't deserve to be mentioned, but who led a world war. Uh, and he changed the tenor of the entire nation state of Germany by talking instead of uh, about a war, he added one word, holy. And when he started talking holy war, next thing you know, you have an entire population, not an entire population, about 10% of the population completely losing their collective minds and going into World War II. So, so I, and I'm not saying that's the only reason that we got that led to World <laughs> War II, but that was, this is the people that know how to influence and persuade, they can use it for great things like to help people out and get people to take action or horrible things like that, right? So, but that's a one word alteration you can note in history's timeline. And there's, there's quite a few other examples of that. No, I, I love that. Well, I love minimalism too. So the, the more you could break down a concept into less words, the better. And I think, uh, you know, the argument against that probably in the last 20 years has been, you know, it's not Mad Men days. People don't get the majority of their information from a single uh, batch of tissue paper <laughs> that everybody's walking around right. with. No, we have right. 10,000 different sources of information and different right. ways to consume that information. And now it's targeting specific aspects of how I behave, which, you know, in the history of humanity, I don't think there's ever been a situation like this, but it's even more important that the copy comes down and that you're able to distill all of your concepts into the narrowest of words because you don't have very much time to convey them, but it's also based on copywriting. You want to hear an amazing statistic is that our attention spans over the last decade have decreased by two seconds. Now you think, oh gosh, big deal, two seconds. No, it, it it used to be 12 seconds and now it's 10 or a lot, nine rather. So, so it's decreased by three seconds. So it went from 12 to nine. <laughs> like, so in other words, you have the attention span of a gnat, okay? Um, and so just, just bear that in mind that that is a massive decrease from what it was a hundred years ago. So it's, the, the attention spans are just going to drop off a cliff, especially in the TikTok generation. So, oh, well, you know, it's funny as a, I was watching the the finale to the Queen's Gambit last night, and it was you know she's in the big thing in Russia, she's in the big competition, and there's just rows yeah. of people that are sitting there completely silent, staring yeah. at a chess game. I was like, oh, yeah, you couldn't do that today. Well, I'm sure they do do it still, but just the concept <laughs> of it being popular and people just staring and focusing so hard on you know a yeah. game. 
from two people just talking or not even talking <laughs> two people just making an adjustment just it's incredible looking at a chase chessboard you know yeah i it, it's uh with my wife and i were listening to bill evans a jazz musician um so I, i'm a musician grew up playing mm -hmm. Um, and so I was exposing it to actual real jazz. And so I listened to Bill Evans, Bill Evans trio. And, and I found this video from the, I want to say late, late fifties, where it might've been early sixties, but it was quite some time ago. And there was a whole video of the Bill Evans trio, uh, playing live in a British audience. And it was almost two hours long. And everyone's just listening with rap report, listening to this, like they're all engaged and this is on BBC. So this is being televised mm. for two hours and the announcers breaking down like, Oh, on bass is this guy and his story is this. And they're going to talk about the melody of this song and all this. And I'm like, who would listen to this today? Except a jazz freak, right? No one would watch this on. Can you imagine this on television? Instead, you do, you do a flip to the channel of what we have today, and it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, so the, 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 that's how much I, I would say we, we've seen collective IQs drop off the planet because people are getting intellectually lazy because of things, you know, the, the way technology is. But but it's one thing to have that happen. It's another thing to have our attention spans drop off. So if you're dealing with people who are not going to be as savvy generally speaking of course there's the also way above board brilliance in the world today but people generally speaking who are nowhere near as attentive that means your copy has to be very simplistically written fourth fifth sixth grade level not saying that's where they are intellectually but that's where we write copy and incredibly persuasive incredibly it has to grab attention so how do you do that that is what we teach and that's what you can actually teach chat to do yourself with some <laughs> clever cut and paste <laughs> so, it's kind of cool no it's fantastic well and i think it's uh it also shows just the importance of the process for ai as well because i think before well i always laugh because if somebody uses ai and they're like yeah it's stupid and it doesn't do anything i'm like ah you don't get it but that's okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want everybody to get it <laughs> but uh, just yeah, saying for, that for right now it's yeah, for right now, it's good that not everyone gets it because it would just be even bigger and more of an onslaught than it is. But the marketers that do get it, uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm consulting with a, a guy who's a killer copywriter. And I was reading his letter. I go, man, your letter's awesome. It's like, there's not much to say and critique of this. Because yeah, chat wrote 30% of it using your using your stuff. It's like, geez, wow. Like, ah. I mean, it's like, so we're talking like high level, you know, million dollar a month offers kind of stuff. So yeah, it, it is being used like this out there, not in very many places. And that's where that's going to change over the next two years. But if you wait two years, you're it's you're going to be swallowed by a tidal wave. You got to get ahead of well, it. Well, the thing is, I think people people will just adapt to AI and then everybody will be using it a year or two, you know, and it'll be fine, but they won't be able to even understand what's happening. So I always tell people, like, if you're learning yeah. AI right now, you are very unique and you're ahead of the mm -hmm. curve. And, and mm -hmm. this understanding that you're going to get before these, you know, AI agents and all these new auto GPT uh, functions are widespread, you'll understand the basis and the basis will yeah. give you yeah. a huge advantage over what you could do next. So yes. I think it's all, huge. everybody learning right now is huge. Now let's talk about your AI. So Benson's coming mm -hmm. out very soon. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be prompt based. So what does that mean? No. <laughs> so yeah, so we are trademarking the term promptless AI. It's 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 Ooh. a great unique mechanism, isn't it? And it's like just Love I, it. felt, I was like I wrote I said it out one day. I was like just talking to my my guru. I was like, you know, we're actually kind of promptless. I was like, I'll write that down. You know, <gasps> um, 
So, so yeah, it is promptless AI. So, so it's basically taking, this is before plugins came out for chat, by the way. So uh, chat plugins kind of take the general idea of, of being promptless. In other words, you just tell it kind of what you want. This is like promptless on steroids. Mm -hmm. So we can tell somebody to look, go out and cut and paste something that you like, and we'll create an entire business around it for you. And then you can cut and paste anything else you like, and we'll create emails and sales letters and all sorts of things just based on what your preferences are. And then we'll distinct, we'll find all the important variables in there and pull them out for you. So you don't have to worry about it. So it's literally cut, paste, click, and it's, it's, yeah, it, it is producing A-level copies. So if I, I, I've, I've read people like uh, a nightmare story from a VSL that, that, that sounds like I wrote it. So it's, it's just, and how we've trained it, it's just a different training process. It's a different process entirely than what uh, most people are thinking of when they think of chat. Oh yeah. Well, chat, most people think, yeah, they just think of a, a list of prompts and I'm going to, you know, train the AI a certain amount and hope that it remembers because everybody knows that it forgets sometimes. <laughs> just like, you didn't do this all the time. Oh man. It's actually yeah. been more often now where I'm kind of like, Give me a list of 10 items and then it gives you five and you're like, I said 10. And then, yeah. and then it did it again. It, this is one string. It did yeah. it three times in a row where it just gave me five. I'm like, I don't know how to say 10 differently, like five plus five, but maybe I'll get math yeah. instead of, it, but it's a petulant teenager. You have to it trick is. it. It's, it, it, it's not even, a, it's a tween. It, it's, it's not even a teenager. It's a tween and it's very petulant and it's going through its phase of not, nah, I want to, you know, nah. so <laughs> attitude. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so with yours, I mean, that sounds almost too simple. So is it something that people are going to be able to yep. do once and then, you know, Hey, I need email. And then it generates the email and then I need uh well, post copy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we're starting with email because it's the hardest thing to do. Uh, when we originally did the, the basic coding of it and programming, you know, and all the stuff that we we're doing in the background, it's called, we're doing a lot of few shot training. It's a way that it's a method of training AI to where it can start learning patterns. Uh, but we're also doing some other stuff that call, calls for like hundreds of things. And it's it's kind of mm. complicated and weird. But but um, when we started doing it, we started using VSLs because it was originally going to be called uh, VSL Pro and a replacement for all my VSL software. And then uh, everyone said, man, this is awesome, but... You know, because I mean, imagine okay, th this was the promise. <laughs> this is not BS, man. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how you can write a VSL for your particular niche, whatever it may be, by a Google search. And I'm not talking about a VSL like chat would spit out or like well, it can't. But you know, a, a, a I'm talking about a six thousand word VSL that sounds like I wrote it. Or it sounds like you know came out of a a very persuasive VSL structure down to the NLP and everything, and and that was the promise. And people were like, "Wow, that's great!" But but the VSL market is like this compared to the email market, which is huge, right? And so and email is harder. So we did make the made the decision internally to go email first and then mm -hmm. VSL second. But it's, it's like you can write an email with cut and paste, and it and we're removing the prompt stuff because I don't think people want to be prompt engineers my thinking is this in fact I actually used to have your job <laughs> so uh, jonathan Cronstadt. so uh is my my partner and partner in crime here so some people don't even use chat They're, they don't want to they don't want to learn prompt so we're going after that market it's a much much bigger market but it's kind of funny that our alpha testers right now are, are all direct response copywriters or marketers so <laughs> so so i because i am one i have to build it enough to please those guys it's that's a labor of love <laughs> 
Well, I think if, if you can't develop an application that impresses yourself, then it's going to be tough to sell because you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to believe it. And so I, I think your process of, of going with the harder copy first is genius. And then really everything's derived from that because I, I've talked to companies and they're like, well, we don't have any content. And I'm like, okay, well, show me your landing page for whatever your top selling product is. And we'll see if what we can build off of that. And Typically, they've done all the work already because really a good landing page with good copy could be the entire basis of all of your content moving forward. If you want it to be, you're just expanding on concepts you sure. know sell. And so uh, I think if you know if you could sell people on email and then you generate all everything else from those basic concepts and it's all done for you, I think that's huge. And, and honestly, I think in terms of prompting, because everybody's into prompting, I'm like, hey, you know unless you're a good writer and you have uh, the type of mind that could conceptualize, uh, you know, not just what you want, but the entire process of generating what you want, which is a specific skill set, you're not going to be good at prompting. You'll be able yeah. to copy and paste prompts that other people give you, but creation yeah. of prompts is not something your average person could do. So I, I think your, your AI sounds like something that's uh, going to be next level because there's tons of industries where nobody's doing any AI right now and they don't even understand what's happening i'm like well so when is that going to come out is it uh q2 q3 uh no we're looking at a, a possible small release as early as may 15 so it's uh right around the corner and it, and some of that is dependent upon um not the board technical details but but uh our we're using open ai mm -hmm. and we we kind of want to make sure that we have more than one uh, Anthropic is another uh, source of AI. And um, so we're going to be looking at using multiple APIs and stuff. So, so in other words, make it go faster, make sure it doesn't go down. Uh, open AI is very crowded and there's some so technical issues to go to, to mess around with. But uh, assuming that we all that goes as planned, uh, May is what we're, we're targeting. So middle wow. to the end of May. Well, that, that sounds fantastic. And, and like I said, I, I think it's next level. Actually, I did a speech a couple of weeks ago and it was people from probably 10 different industries. Nobody had ever touched AI. Like yeah. they, nobody was from marketing, but most industries are not seeing what's going to happen. And I'm kind of like, well, your tool is going to be useful because they're going to have no idea what the heck anybody's talking about in terms of prompting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the people that do, I mean, like, like Sam Woods talks a lot about prompting and he's really good at it, for example, but um, but he admits that, and I really appreciate this about, about Sam, I've never met him, but uh, just, just know his work, that he, he says, I, I, I'm not a copywriter, so I, I can just tell you how I'm getting some really, really great information out of chat and, and, and organizing it well. Um, but again, when the, when it's coming to copy, it's there, it, it, it just it kind of lays flat. It feels a little soulless. And mm -hmm. so what we're doing is we're, we're letting some of the best copywriters in the world train it on specific things to do. So we're saying, stay in this lane, <laughs> follow this patterns. So we're, we're chat openly can't do that. It, it's not, it, it's drawing on billions of patterns. And so it's doing its best to understand it, but direct response and really persuasive copy is such a minuscule part of it. So if you train the AI specifically for that, which is what we're doing, you're going to get much better results. So, well, that's fantastic. Well, I think, uh, I think we've covered it. You know, the importance of copywriting, uh, kind of the mm -hmm. evolution of copywriting since Mad Men days, uh, and, and Eugene Schwartz, uh, and, you know, kind of the development of a, an application that sounds fantastic and something that a lot more people yeah. are going to jump onto versus, 
you know, work in the minds, which is essentially what ChatGPT and all the prompt engines are yeah. or yeah. going to be seen in the very near future. So I think you're ahead of the curve and I'm Thank super you. excited about seeing your app because I, I haven't, well, I've, I've seen other copywriting apps, but I haven't been impressed by anything yet. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, really frustrated. Yeah. That yeah. sounds it, incredible. Basically the, yeah. Yeah. They're sending prompts to open AI. That's not going to get it done, but, yeah. um, but yeah. So uh, in a, a chat VSL, I wanted to just briefly mention that if I can, oh, yeah. if, if, if the, the idea of, of getting a VSL out of chat. Um, so because that part of in Benson is going to be six months away. Uh, if people are, are, are wanting to see how to do this in chat, uh, by the way, I, I, when Benson comes out, I, I suggest everyone still use chat. It's not like it's going to be a replacement for that, but but um, but yeah, so that's been interesting because we've been getting full full length direct response VSLs out of chat VSL. Um, so it's kind of cool. That's fantastic. Uh, do you have a place where people could learn more about that process or is it a course? Yeah, or? Chat, chatvsl.com will take you to the right place. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, John. I think this has been uh, super informative. Uh, definitely have to have you back on in a month or two after you get that launched. I want to see sure. uh, what people are doing and and I'll be like, I've been targeted by that copy. <laughs> you know, marketing. I get all the ads. Uh, but this has been great. Super informative. And uh, really love what you're doing. I think it's going to be huge. And I'm excited. If you ever want to give us a discount code or something, then we'd be happy to yeah. share it. <laughs> you bet, Mark. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, John. All right. All right. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you can notified when all of our new episodes release. And please share that with a friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarket.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketing. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.